welcome to the All My Favorite People podcast, where I talk with advocates, authors, and people just like you and me, who are all part of the remnant rising for such a time as this. Hey guys, it's Brittany Jones, and welcome to another episode of the All My Favorite People podcast. Today with me, I have a longtime friend, pastor, and now author, Jeremy Shirley. Hey, Jeremy, how are you? I'm good, Brittany. How are you doing? Thanks for having me here. I'm doing good. I'm super excited to have you on. I know uh, you are pastoring our uh, Alafaya campus here at Discovery Church in Orlando. I'm so excited to have your family back in Orlando and uh, ministering there. I'm super excited to talk with you today, too, about your book, The Faith That Can Move Mountains. So thanks for coming on, and we're going to jump right in. Um, Jeremy, would you tell us a little bit about your family, and then we can start talking about your book? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, name's Jeremy Shirley. Uh, My uh, beautiful wife, Abby, we've been married for 14 years. Uh, We met Brittany and Eric, uh, I would say, 13 years ago. Uh, we were babies being married, and uh, we we had um, our our firstborn son, which was uh, close in age, I believe, with your with your with your uh, son as well. And yeah, um, so uh, just being in a relationship with you guys uh, was a big deal for us in our journey and our walk. And so, Brittany, thank you for those times. I'm glad we stayed in touch um, together. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, my wife Abigail, 14 years, we met in college down at Palm Beach Atlantic University. Uh, and, uh, we've got three beautiful children. Uh, we have Jaden, uh, he's 13 years old. We have wow. a teenager now. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it's You're so crazy. Teenagers. Yeah. It's go, it goes by really quick. Um, and then we have our soon to be 10 year old daughter. Her name's Israela. That's Israel with an A. Uh, we kind of just made it up. Uh, and it was a kind of a cool, cool, cool moment that we had. And, um, she's, She's a wonderful girl, just loves the Lord. And then we have our youngest. He's our little miracle baby. We call him, his name's Gabriel, but we call him Gabe the Babe or Babriel or Gabriel <laughs> the Baby or, you know, something along the lines of that. So he's, uh, but he's, uh, he's all three kids are all very three different personalities. And so never a dull moment, as you know. I do know. Yes. Oh, I love that. So fun. I love the little one always gets all the nicknames. At least that's how it is in our house too. Like. He yeah. has 10 names we could be calling him by it at, at any given time. So, so That's fun. Right. Well, I love that. Thanks for sharing. Um, we obviously we've got, we could probably talk about a bunch of different things, but one of the things that um, Jeremy it has become more acquainted with in the last handful of years is this idea of just trusting God through hard times. And yeah. Um, unfortunately, as we all know, life happens and, uh, bad things or unexplainable things happen to Christians and unchristians alike. Right. And so we found our, you know, we find ourselves in those moments of grief, loss, uncertainty, um, catastrophe. We find ourselves as Christians, um, leaning on God through those times and sometimes asking like, why, like, why did this happen? How can this be used um, for your glory? And so just to share a little brief uh, story of my own real quick. uh, I have a very close girlfriend whose son was 12 years old, who um, out of the blue about a week and a half ago passed away. And I had actually gone back and shared um, a previous episode with my friend, Noelle Moore. She runs a, um, 
organization called the Finley Project, and they come alongside moms who have experienced infant loss, and um, they just help help them um, really for long term. And so I went back and shared that that um, episode. It's about grieving with others, and I actually leaned on some of those principles and things that she was sharing with me uh, then as I was going through this now. And I thought, what a more timely conversation yeah. to have than with my friend Jeremy, who's been with been through something similar, um, and how God really tested his faith and his family's uh, faith through their journey through loss as well. And so that's kind of the setup. Um, but Jeremy, if you could just tell us from your perspective, what happened in your family's story, and then how that led to uh, we had talked a little earlier about you being obedient and writing this book. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, first of all, just, you know, Brittany, with your friend, and um, uh, it, it's very real. It's life. We live in a fallen world that's very broken. And so yeah. my prayers go out to her. And, um, you know, community is an amazing thing to have. And so I'm so grateful that she has community around her right now during this during this time. Yeah. Uh, so our, our story picks up a little bit before um, uh right around uh, the time frame of the summer of 2019. So just before, uh, just before the COVID pandemic. And uh, so we, we obviously had our two children, Jaden and Israela. Uh, and uh, Abby is, if you know, Brittany, you know, Abby, and so you know her pretty well, but she was, uh, you know, her mission in life was to be a mom. I mean, she just, she's so good at it. Uh, she's, she's gentle, she's caring, and uh, she's uh, very intentional about our kids and their development. Uh, and so she, she wanted another, another baby. And, and so, you know how it is sometimes with the guys, you got to drag them along, but she won. Um, so we, we became pregnant with our third child in the summer of, of 2019. And, uh, uh, just, um, it was, um, uh, it was a very sweet time and, uh, very easy pregnancy and Abby's had easy pregnancies, uh, uh, throughout the past. And, um, uh, you know, we, uh, just, again, we, we were on our, just our journey of, you know, growing closer with God and intimacy with the Lord, you know, during that entire time. But where things kind of took a turn uh, was uh, just less than a week before uh, Abby's due date. Uh, she calls me for her final final checkup. And she said, Jeremy, uh, there's no heartbeat. Mm. And it, you know, our reaction at first, my, you know, my, my tendency, my personality is to to solve a problem quickly. So I instantly go into this thing that I call go mode, where you're just all out trying to solve the problem. So I'm, you know, hey, well, let's confirm this with an ultrasound because, you know, they can't microphone pick that up. She goes, Jeremy, we've concerned we've already confirmed it with an ultrasound. I said, we'll confirm it again with an ultrasound. She goes, Jeremy, it's confirmed. Like mm. there is no heartbeat. The doctor just said that our, our baby passed. Uh, and uh, so I instantly just I'm like I said to myself, I'm like, no, I know. I know what God's word says. I know God's character and who he is. Uh, this is uh, this is a, a moment for me to respond in faith. And so, uh, you know, my reaction was, is, no, we're not going to we're not going to accept that right now. This is brand new news. We're going to we're going to have our faith. We're going to be praying for a miracle uh, for God to to come through in this moment. Uh, and so uh, we met at the hospital and we went you know, we went, we went through that process, um, in the hospital room and, uh, you know, God showed up every single step of the way in every single, you know, detail, uh, through, I mean, just in, in terms of, um, the room that we were in, the nurses that were there, 
uh, the doctors that were there. I remember that one of the doctors um, uh, that, was, that was there talking to us, I said to her, you know, she's, I said, she, she's mentioning here's what's happening. And I just said, you know, I understand something. I understand what you're saying, but we, you know, in a very respectful way, we are going to believe here that God's going to come through. And it's interesting, the doctor, she knew us, she knew our church that we were at. And she said, well, I'm disappointed that I'm not going to be here to witness this miracle. And so there was just such a great amount of faith uh, that was in the room and in this moment, and so many people that were praying for us. Um, and we uh, delivered uh, the baby down the road. His name uh, is Samuel Chenin. Samuel, uh, kind of similar to the story of Hannah uh, in the Bible and and um, and first in the book of First Samuel, uh, uh, her son was named Samuel. And so, and Chenin is a Hebrew word for grace, which means uh, unmerited grace, where God stoops down and lifts you up and gives you grace. Uh, that's what the Hebrew word is. So we named him Samuel Chinnam. But um, the miracle didn't happen the way that we thought uh, that it did because we we ended up burying our, our third child, Samuel. Uh, and so it, it it gives you those questions. You know, the very first question I think that we all, you know, ask ourselves in this moment of tragedy, which usually comes uh, as a surprise uh, quickly in life, we ask ourselves, you know, how how can God be good. And how could he allow this to happen? You know, or the, even that question of, you know, if God loves me, why would he allow me to, to go through this? Yeah. Um, and those are very, very legitimate questions that, you know, that, that we have when we go through these, the, these, these trials. And I remember in the hospital, my Brittany, my faith was just, was just so strong. And even though I understood that God might, this, this thing might not happen the way that I thought it was a miracle might not happen the way that I thought it would be. Um, I still knew God's character. I still knew that he's a God of, of, of redemption where he buys things back. Mm-hmm. I still knew that he's a God of restoration. And I still knew that we, you know, we live in a fallen world. But the question that was there is, you know, why? Well, why did this happen to me? Yeah. You know, why, yeah. Why did this happen to me? Um, yeah. So that's yeah. kind of the, the story there. What happened, you know, in the, in, I remember in the hospital moment, the Lord's like, uh, Jeremy, um, you're going to you're going to write about this moment because it was Brittany. It was just so powerful. And that's a lot of uh, the book is, you know, it's 10 chapters. It's an easy read. Uh, and it talks about, you know, specifically uh, very key principles of understanding God's restorative uh, is restorative uh, character that he has in our lives to to make sense of things, to bring things, um, you know, to to, our, to to a perspective of understanding how we can live in greater and, and greater faith. And he said to me, you're going to write this book. And it's funny, Brittany, if you would have, I mean, you know, 12 years ago, 11 years ago, when we left Orlando for Tampa, if you would have told both of us that I was going to be the one that was writing a book, we both would have been like, uh, Jeremy, like <laughs> he's too. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. That's not him. And that's just, and that's just a testament to what God does. God, mm. God, God brings the, God brings things out of us in these moments that we never uh, yeah. thought that we, that we ever had. So, um, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of the story a little bit and, and, and just terms of uh, the, the, the backstory of, of why, you know, God told me to write this book. Yeah. So my immediate question and thought is, you know, if it were me, I'm going to put myself in your shoes a little bit. I'd be like, God, I am serving you. I am a pastor. Like I'm doing all the quote unquote right things here. You know, I've, I've lived my life in a way that exemplifies you and puts you on display to the world. Like my wife and I have this great marriage and we've got these great kids already. Like obviously the why, right, is, is a major question. But 
just out of humanity, like, is there any part of you that was like, God, come on, like, I've been doing everything right. Like, why is this part of our story now? Yeah. Yeah. Those are questions that Abby and I would, would ask uh, consistently, like what I was doing everything. I was doing everything right from what it would look like from the world perspective. I, you know, I'd left business for for you know being in the business when you know we were lived in here in Orlando before Brittany. I was in uh, worked for um, uh, uh, Cisco Food Service and and um, and you know and I'd left that to go be in ministry. I'd left a really great job, really great you know title and uh, really um, really interesting thing because God pulled me out and so that even just entails it even more. Like God, I've followed you, yeah. God. I every single step of the way. Why? Why, why did you, why did you allow this to happen? Even on the perspective that, um, and that I, I was obedient to you. And, you know, Brittany, that the, the interesting question of that is, is, is actually during this process, I, I really uncovered, uh, how good God really is. Mm-hmm. And in all honesty, to, to, to just kind of say it, how it is. And, and let me have time to explain this, how good he is and how good I'm not. Mm. Yeah. You know, I think I think we we do the right things and we get this, you know, sense of uh, accomplishment that we're only like we're almost un, untouchable. Mm. He's God. He's he's either Lord or he's or he's not. And that doesn't you know, that, that doesn't get you past the pain. Yeah. Right away. But as you process through it, as time, you know, as time goes on and as you continue to to work through these things and ask these questions, uh, you know, to the Lord, uh, he, 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 he brings it out and shows himself really good. Like if I could be just vulnerable, I did not even plan to even say this at all. Uh, <clears throat> Brittany, is it one of the moments you want, might want to make sure that you're not recording, you know, <laughs> I'm definitely <laughs> recording. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, great. Okay. Great, great. Great. Um, you know, I remember, uh, you know, I said something to God that was so just, it was just absolutely ridiculous. I said to him, um, when we were going through this, I said, okay, statistically speaking, the more kids you have, the more likelihood you are to maybe bury your children, right? Yeah. It's just, it's just where my head was going that way I'm wired mathematically. And so I said to him, well, at least, you know, at least mine's out of the way now. And he said something to me, Brittany, that rattled me. And it it, it shook me, it shook me to my core. He said to me, uh, Jeremy, are you, you sure about that? Mm. Like I'm, I'm God. If I'm Lord over your life, it's going to happen either way or not. So are you going to let me be God or are you not? Because you say that I have your best intentions. You say you trust me. You say that you have faith. You say that you believe that I have a plan for your life. Let me be Lord over your life. Now, I'm not, God wasn't sharing with me in that moment, like this is what's going to happen. No, what he was saying, he was testing my heart. Yeah. That I was in a true place of surrender you know, in that moment, I know that's, that's tough to, to hear and that's tough to process, but that's part of the process that we, you know, that we uncovered all the way we found, we found out of who God really is in a, in such a a different, different and powerful way. Yes, man. I know the, the phrase God can do whatever he wants comes to mind. And it's something that I've reminded myself over the last year, as I've, you know, gone through some difficult and challenging things, just he's God. Like if I trust him, like I say with my mouth that I do, what happens when everything falls apart? Like, is that trust still there? Do I still think of him as good? Um, 
what can I learn? Like my husband has this great phrase is like, if something goes south, uh, what's God trying to teach me as opposed to like, why is this happening? And so I think that's really, um, that's kind of like next level thinking when it comes to your faith. You know, it's so easy to like shake our fist at God and be angry and upset, but you're entitled to feel those feelings and he can handle them. Right. Um, so it's not saying don't bring that to God, but at the same time, you know, I'm sure you and Abby have learned some things about yourselves throughout this process and throughout these last several years that maybe this was the way for you to learn those things. Um, yeah. It doesn't justify the hurt, no. but yeah. it, it makes a little bit of sense of the hurt, if you will. Yeah. That, that, that scripture that says all things work together for good, that those that love the Lord, there's, there's a cost to yeah. that. Yeah. There's a cost to that, but it will work in some sense or some way there. Things will make sense uh, as you continue to, to grow deeper in the Lord in, in, in relationship. Yeah. So speaking of relationship, you said yeah. that's kind of one of the kind of the points that you hit on in the book is how much community and relationship and even relationship with God himself has yeah. been transformed really by this process. Yeah, it really, it really has, you know, um, uh, you know, like what you mentioned before, those moments uh, where you want to just kind of shake your fist at God, right? What I want to say, knowing more about the Lord now, God wants you to process with him. You know, um, so for example, uh, you know, Brittany, we're, we're raising teenagers now, right? So we have our hands full um, with that. And it, the one thing that I feel like that I'm constantly saying over and over again to, to our son is, is son, Jaden, you've got to talk to me. You've got to talk to me about the way you're feeling right now, because I can't, I can't understand how you're feeling by trying to read silence. I can't understand, um, you know, what you're thinking. You've got to communicate your feelings here. I know it's difficult. It's different because you're learning what your feelings are, but yeah. you've got to, even just they're wrong. You just got to talk to me about them. Right. Well, in those moments of, of where we go through those, those significant trials in life, heartbreaking trials in life, it's the same thing. Our emotions are all over the place and we got to talk to God. And what that does is that builds relationship. Just like I'm trying to do with my 13 year old son. I'm trying to build relationship. I'm trying to build relationship with God. He brings on those moments because what at the end of the day, the, our purpose of what we were created for is to be in relationship with him. Is to be in relationship with him. And so in those moments, you got to talk. So, so I, I, one of the, in one of the chapters I talk about, um, uh, faith that comes through relationship. It's uh, chapter three. And, you know, it's all about the story of God and Abraham. And when you dive deep into the story of, of Abraham, it's, um, it's very, it's very exquisite. And so much to the point to where God calls Abraham righteous, just like he calls you and I righteous, but he calls you and I righteous because of the blood of Jesus and by our faith in Jesus. He deems us the righteous, we're justified through faith, right? Yeah. But that was before Jesus. Right. God called Abraham righteous because of his faith. So there's something significant here, you know, in this understanding of, of faith and what it is. And, and so what I believe and what I'm kind of diving into in this chapter here is, is our faith increases when our relationship increases with God. When we go through those moments where we're talking through it. So to, to, to briefly talk about the story here of, of Abraham, 
uh, we're, we're, you know, in Genesis 12, God calls Abraham, promises something. We know the story where Abraham says, yes, he leaves his father's house, he goes. But in Genesis 15, the, the, the story gets really, really deeper. And it's a passage that if you read it and you don't kind of understand the context of, of Abraham's uh, life and his world, it's, it's very easy to misinterpret. But here we have, you know, this moment in Genesis 15 where Abraham, uh, God wakes him up, calls him outside, says, come and, come and look at the stars. And he says to you, I promise you that your descendants will be, will be as numerous as, as the stars. And then Abraham pushes back on God. And he says to him, this is in a relational pushback and him communicating his emotions. He's saying, God, I understand what you're saying, but how can this be? I don't even have a child of my own. My only child that I, only person that's going to inherit my estate is my right-hand guy, Eliezer. How do I, how can you tell me this when I'm an old man and I have no child? Uh, And again, it's that relational tension that Abraham was working through with God. And then God said to him, surely I promise you, you'll have descendants as numerous as the stars and of the sand. And it says that God counted him righteous. But then God does it a second time with Abraham. He, he pulls the same chapter, pulls him out again, says the exact same thing. And then Abraham pushes back and he says to him, how do I know? And God's tune changes. He doesn't just affirm what he's saying. He actually makes Abraham go and do something. And it's, it's a, a very uh, interesting, interesting passage. He says to him, Go get a heifer, go get a goat, go get a ram, and go get two two different um, two different birds. Well, for us reading this, we're like, uh, what is God? Are they gonna like have like you know they're gonna like do open a restaurant or something like that? Like five guys, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> something like it makes oh they're Middle Eastern some shawarma, you know some 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 shawarma with some you no. Know, uh, but Abraham would have known exactly what God was asking him to do in that moment. In fact, I would say that the the audience that Ab- that Moses was writing to when he recalls counts the story of Abraham, they would have known exactly uh, what uh, God was asking Abraham to do, and what what God was asking him to do is he was he was basically going into a covenant relationship with him. In that moment of a covenant relationship, what you do is you you basically sacrifice these animals, you split them in half, and you create a pathway, and in that pathway is this blood trail. And what you do when you make this covenant is you actually walk the blood trail together, saying that if the other person breaks their side of the covenant, you get to do to them what they did to these animals. Wow. Really, really deep here. So basically, God is saying to Abraham, God's calling out and saying, Abraham, let me tell you something. I promise you that your descendants from your own Flesh and blood will be uh, uh, be as numerous as the stars. In fact, I'll do it so much that I'm going to put my life on the line for it. Hmm. And I want you to put your life on the line for it too. Yeah. So as that's unfolding, uh, it's, the story gets even deeper. And honestly, when you read it for the first time, you're like, this is what is going on here. Wild. <laughs> yeah, it's just wild. Right now, that's wild already because you're like, why yeah. are they doing this with the animals? What's going on here? Well, then it says that Abraham then fell into a deep sleep. Okay. Um, the last time that somebody in the Bible fell into a deep sleep, who was it? It was Adam and Eve. I was like, you're testing my Bible knowledge right now. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not, <yes. laughs> 
I'm sorry. No, it's, it's a rhetorical question, all, Brittany. We're all learning today. No, this is so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, and, and, and so, um, hmm. um, so Abraham falls in a deep sleep. And again, the reader at that time, the audience of Moses who's, is, is reading this are like, what? Because last time God put somebody to sleep, Adam, he got Eve out of the deal. So what is God yeah. going to do with Abraham, you know, in this situation? Yeah, right? it's true. And, and then it says Abraham. Abraham woke up, and the birds were there going after the the, the animals. And uh, and it says a deep darkness came over Abraham. And then Abraham saw something that is even weirder. He sees this smoking fire pot and a flaming torch. These two objects walking through the pathway, mm. and the story just ends. And it's like, wait a minute, like what? Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Like, I don't, I don't understand that. Yeah. Well, understand Abraham came from the land of the Chaldeans. Okay. They were idol worshipers. Yes. They're two deities. Uh, they're two deities. I wrote them in the book. I can't, that's why I wrote them down. Cause you don't remember the names. There were very, were two specific names of two gods from the land of the Chaldeans. Those two images walk through. Why? Because Abraham hasn't hadn't physically seen God. So he would only be able to understand what a deity is by seeing the two images of his land. But notice it's not one image. It's two. Hmm. There's two deities that are walking through this blood trail. And Brittany, here you get this picture, this very first picture that we have of Jesus. Hmm. Because not only is God saying to Abraham, Abraham, I'm going to walk. I'm going to put my life on the line for this covenant. But Abraham, I also know that you're not going to fulfill your part of this covenant. So I'm going to walk it for you as well. Wow. And we get this amazing, beautiful picture of God showing up in Abraham and showing him his character and his goodness. And where where does that all come from? That comes through relationship with God. That comes through being in his word, digging into this thing, seeing what this thing is, seeing what God's really saying here in this passage of Genesis 15, and then asking God how it relates to our life. And this was our moment in the hospital. This was our moment for us, for all relationship, you know, to come into a, a testing situation for us to really understand who God was through relationship. And Brittany, our faith was just increased and and these stories, these moments in God's word just increases our faith and because it increases our relationship with God. Yes, man, I love that. One, I love learning new things and kind of seeing the Bible through like a new lens or different perspective or hearing a story kind of told in it in a way I haven't heard. So thank you so much for, yeah. for sharing that. I also think back to what you were saying about your conversations with Jaden and um, how we can as parents or Christians just model that for our kids of what it actually looks like to be in a relationship with our heavenly father and be able to tell him everything and bring all of our cares and our thoughts and our worries and our plans to him. Um, and, and I think so many times, I think part of our disconnection with an actual relationship with the God of the universe is because we live in a fallen world. We have faulty models, right, for that. So even like the most wonderful parent, which I know you have great parents. So like even the most wonderful parents, like you 
there is an element where you sort of look at your human father and you relate them to our heavenly father and there's a disconnect there, right? Nobody's perfect. So, you know, you have, you have that where you, you, you ask yourself, can I trust you God? Right. Because maybe there's been moments in your, your life here on earth where you couldn't trust a parent. And I'm not saying you specifically, I'm saying, you know, people in general sort of have this, they, they, it's easy for us to kind of correlate those two things. And so I wonder too, like as practical as teaching our children to come to us with their thoughts and their feelings and their emotions, how that really translates for them into a deeper, more connected relationship to God, because they've had that opportunity to do that earth side, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and understand our kids are, our kids are watching, you know, kids are watching us and, you know, we're not, you know, perfect parents by any means. My parents, I mean, I grew up as a pastor's kid and, and my parents, uh, and to their own admission, they're not the not not perfect parents either. Um, you know, we're all broken people. We all feel pain. Yeah. Um, but maybe just even something like similar for us to maybe understand, like you know, we're you know, uh, to make it even more personal, we're we're really kind of going through it right now. We're in the season with our with our daughter, where she's um, Israela. Uh, you know, God has uh, wired her to be just a very creative person, off the charts creative. Uh, and, uh, and, but also she's a uh, very strong willed, uh, and she's just her, her own, her own, her own woman. Uh, and it's, it's, it's really fun. Actually, to be honest with you, Brittany, there's nobody in my family or really and nobody in, in my life that makes me laugh as much as she does. I mean, she's, <laughs> just a, she's just a riot. The things that he comes up with, yeah. Yeah, that she comes up with, um, I was going to say, I was the rebellious middle child and yeah, you know, prayers of the prodigal daughter coming back definitely got me back on the straight and narrow, but there is something fun about being the middle child and sort of yes. being that creative and, and, you know, make everybody yeah. laugh. Yeah. I yeah, love she, it. She, she's like that. And she's a lot like you too with creativity, you know, Abby and I, oh, you know, awesome. you're very creative. And so, um, uh, so she's very much like that. And so, yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head. And so, um, <laughs> one of the transitions that we had recently is, um, you know, we homeschooled for a little bit because when she was in kindergarten, that was right when the COVID pandemic happened. Uh, and, uh, going back, you know, it was just, it was just weird. And, and so we had already been homeschooling Jaden. So we, um, we, we homeschooled her as well, but, you know, homeschool doesn't work for every, every child. Uh, and she's, she's, she's a tough cookie. And so we actually put her into a Christian school over here just recently, uh, this year. And, um, she's, 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 because she's so creative and she's so strong-willed that obviously creates tension in relationships with other kids. Uh, and, uh, and she, she's, she, there's a lot of tension um, because there's nobody in this world that's as unique, you know, as is, we're all unique, but she's so defined in her, you know, yeah. uniqueness. <laughs> uh, so it, it creates this conflict with her, with, you know, friends. And so she's, she's been struggling finding, you know, true community, you know, true friendship. And it was interesting because the teacher actually pulled us aside, very godly, godly woman. And she said to us, she said, listen, this is not about Israela and friends. This is about Israela and Jesus. Because mm. she hears from God in such a beautiful, creative, prophetic way. She she walks with the Lord. She loves, she loves him. She, I mean, Brittany, I could tell you story after story how she hears things from him that just blow, blow my mind, increase my faith. Um, and she's in that place where she is being tested right now because her her relationship is not really about any like our, our relationships. The number one relationships that matters is our relationship with God. 
Yeah. And she is learning that at this age. And I think for us with parents in these moments with our kids and raising our children is, is we've got to point them back to Jesus. Yeah. We got to try our best in whatever situation it is, because they either learn it now or they learn it later. And generally the later it is, as you and I can attest in our lives, it's a lot harder. Harder. A lot. 100%. It's a yeah. lot harder. Even, even my life. I mean, my, because growing up pastor's kid, I had to, I had to go, I had to go find my own way. I rebelled. And, and I, I talk about that a little bit in the book, a little bit what that looks like, but, um, you know, we have, we have to point our kids to Jesus. We got to point our kids to hear the voice of God and to have relationship with the Lord. Yes. So actually that made me think, how did the kids respond when you lost baby Samuel? Was it yeah. obviously it was an opportunity for them to see the way that you're, you know, you and Abby's faith really kind of amped up and the community come around you all. Um, but just curious, like, how did they respond or react or what was their, I mean, what did they maybe learn through some of that too? Yeah. You know, Brittany, I'll be honest with you. That was, that was the hardest part about this I was gonna whole say, process. That seems like the the yeah. hardest part, right? Because kids don't have a frame of reference for loss yeah. usually at that young of an age. Yeah. They, um, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's, you know, to answer the question, really, it's still, it's still an ongoing process. Sure. Um, uh, so, you know, for Israela, for our daughter, she, she was obsessed with mommy's belly being pregnant. I mean, Brittany, she would cover her mommy's tummy with stickers. She would write on mommy's belly when she wasn't looking with permanent markers. I mean, she was obsessed that she was going to have this baby brother. And, um, you know, and Jaden was just typical older boy He's cool, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, Brittany, when we came back to the hospital, uh, and we told them it was it was brutal. I mean, Israela, you know, responded as you can imagine the way that she she would respond. But she, you know, to be honest with you, out of all of us, she mourned the best. She really did. I mean, she let it she let it out. She was talking to God. She was questioning God out loud, and um, and it was like literally just a long drawn out three to four days. We had to like stop our grief and take care of her. You know, in, 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 in those, in those moments. And, um, yeah. and Jaden's reaction was, was very different. Jaden just went in his room and closed the door and just, and just wanted to be alone. And so we had to pursue him. And that's again, where I mentioned before, you know, where we're at in the stage, we're drawing things out of him. And so, um, all kids, all kids mourn differently. You have to, you have to right. do your best. You have to do your best. We were like, I don't, God, we don't know what to do. We don't, you know, and, and the Holy spirit just brought a lot of comfort over. I remember, um, Brittany, I remember, um, at the, at the funeral, uh, we you know, understand this is in the height of the COVID. This is in April of 2020, right in the middle of it. Uh, and so we, you know, we, our community, we, we had a funeral and um, people watched online and um, we had about a hundred people that were able to be there and they just kind of spaced out. But I remember um, we did some worship and my sister, uh, my sister leads worship at a church locally here, uh, occasionally in Orlando. And uh, she, she led that song Waymaker. And, um, you know, even when I don't see it, you're still working. Even when I don't feel it, you're still working. You never stop. You never stop working. And Brittany, there was this moment where I just fell to my knees there. And I was just, I was weeping. I had been holding everything in myself, everything out, everything out of myself to try to hold everything together. And I was weeping and it was, it was loud. It was embarrassing. It was embarrassing almost. It was just, it came, it was all been in my spirit. It, it came real. out. And, yeah, it was, it was being real. And I remember she yeah. said this to me. She goes, daddy. And she puts her hand on my back. She goes, don't cry. You know where he is. Mm -hmm. And 
it was like a, it was like a, okay, you know, type, type, type moment. And out of the, out of the faith of babes, you know, so all, yeah. all the kids do differently, but I'll be honest with you, your kids, without you even knowing, they, they help you in the process too. It's where you become strong as a family. For sure. What other concepts do you share in the book that you think could be helpful for others, whether they're dealing with like loss and grief or just trying to build their relationship with God at, at a more deep um, and personal yeah. level? Yeah. You know, so each each chapter of the book um, uh, uncovers a portion of our story uh, to kind of just kind of build it up from the moment we got the phone call um, to the moment of 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 the funeral day. And um and within each chapter, it breaks out kind of a similar story of God's character, like I just mentioned here uh, in, which in chapter three, when we talked about Genesis 15 uh, with um, with Abraham um, and, and followed by followed by uh, testimonies of God breaking through in miraculous ways, testimonies that we had experienced um, ourselves personally. Uh, being in ministry and being in relationship and in and, and community uh, in, in the church, uh, but also um, uh, miracles that we had heard or we know of people in their life um, to, to encourage you. And so I would say to you, um, you know, as each chapter unfolds, the intention of this is for you to really try to understand the character of God in a different way. Um, you, know, you know, I've I've um, I've experienced God. Uh, in a way now that I've never experienced God. Um, and uh, even even just even before, just with this this incident of what we went through and just even now, um, and I know him more and and um, and I'm dedicated to spend the rest of my life to get to really understand him even further. Um, and so when you read this book, just a principle in there, come with it with a you know, just an open mind. Whether you're grieving, whether you know somebody that's grieving, or whether maybe you just want that question answered of why does God allow bad things to happen? Why is there brokenness in this world? Why do we go through these things? Um, and just understand that at the end of the day, everything that we have in our life should point to Jesus, should point to God. So because He is our He is our hope. Jesus said this, one his departing words to his disciples. One of his parting words to his disciples. It was in this world you will face many troubles. But take heart, for I've overcome the world. I love that verse. Yeah, <laughs> I do, so, I do too. It's so hope-filling, right? Yeah, it's so hope-filling because yeah. our hopes, you know, our hopes in him. And so in these, you know, part of our story, what God uncovered, and part of understanding the the, the big story here, God's story in all of this, uh, and just kind of having him and his and his character just come to life and be open-minded to what his character really is, because he will just like that story that I just shared with you with Abraham. I'm sure the first time I read this and dug into it and heard it, it blew my mind. Yeah. Right. God is in the business of blowing your mind about his character. Yeah. So let him do that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I think so many people do grow up with this distorted view of what God is, whether whether they grew up in church and sort of have this like, you know, he, you're under his thumb and he's like mad at you and you're bad and he's great and you're not perfect and he is, you know, that sort of, or you have no concept, right? You you maybe didn't grow up um, in a Christian home or around Christianity. And so you're kind of going through life now, sort of trying to figure it out. So I love that there's context for that and really um, understanding further who he is. 
Yeah. I wonder um, how has this impacted your your ability to be a pastor um, in in not only teaching from this place of this deeper understanding of who he is, but even like the empathy or the being able to sort of be in those low moments with people. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really that's a really great great question. Well, first and foremost, um, you know the community that we're part of the the church in in, in Orlando, or excuse me, in Tampa that we lived in, the Crossing Church. Uh, they were with us during this process, and they were just so good to us. In fact, the very first thing they said to us is, "Hey, we don't you don't you don't need to talk to anybody. You don't have to. Um, there are thousands of people praying for you guys right now. Um, you know, just just talk to this. You know, basically the the pastor that I reported to at the time." Um, uh, his name's Wade. He said, just, just talk, talk to Wade about everything, uh, that, you know, that you guys need. Don't do anything ministry related right now. Just, just be, yeah. um, yeah. And, uh, that was just really good for us because it really allowed us the freedom to, to really kind of heal, you know, through this process, because, you know, being a pastor and being in a, in a spotlight like that, it's, um, you, you got to really make sure that you're, you're, you're diving into the person that matters most. And that is the Lord. And that is your family. Yeah. Um, so um, that was, you know, being part of that process was was huge for our healing. Um, you know, we had somebody who started a GoFundMe uh, uh, for us. And so Abby and I were able to to get away, uh, just her and I together. Then we were able to take the kids away for a little bit. Uh, and so that was a really good part of, of our journey healing. Where I would say to you uh, where things have changed on the pastoral side is, first of all, um, because, uh, you know, you know, the, the biggest thing that people would say to me is, Jeremy, why is your faith being so strong? Why is your faith so strong in this moment? Why are you, why are you not, you know, being like what Job's wife says, you know, curse God and die, Job, yeah. you know, in this moment. How did you not like totally crumble under all of that, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 And I I would say that because of the, because of the the, the deepness that I have already gone with God on uh, in terms of the relational uh, ability is I, 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 there, there wasn't a moment, Brittany, that I could tell you that my faith wavered because of all what I had experienced, you know, with God, um, all, all what I have um, come to know uh, mm. about him. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, and, and Abby would say a different story. No, Abby definitely went through, you know, that big time And Abby's very first thing because of Abby's personality was, what did I do wrong? Yeah. And I would literally spend, we spent three to four months just uh, constantly reassuring her that she, I mean, Brittany, she, there's nothing, it's unexplainable. We don't even, it's, it's inconclusive, you know, mm. at this point, so why, why things happen. And so, and that's been, that is part of the Abby's faith journeys for her to understand that like, she didn't, she didn't do anything wrong, right. you know, in this moment. Uh, and, and so in all honesty, the, the part of the pastoring piece was what I had to, to, to learn in this process of, of, of my wife and, 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 mm -hmm. and how to be empathetic towards her on a whole, on a whole different way, just because, you know, her first reaction is, uh, you know, she's, uh, is, is what did I do wrong? And that's usually mine too, is it's the first reaction. And that's generally speaking, most of us, you know, go to that place. Um, and the greatest test of faith, Brittany, that I want to share as I'm, I'm leading into this is, uh, is when actually Abby got pregnant again with Gabriel. Um, because right around 20 weeks or so, what happens? You start to feel the baby kicking all the time, right? Yeah. So then the question of Abby's faith came, what happens when the baby's not kicking? And mm -hmm. is God allowing me to go down this path again? Yes. And I tell you, every single day, 
Brittany, I had to continually remind her. Uh, I want to say that I batted a thousand, but there were times where it was hard. It was very hard to say, Abby, you did nothing wrong. Nothing's wrong. The baby's fine. Everything's going to be okay. Um, and I remember going outside and talking to the Lord about it one day and because I had made this statement um, based off of what uh, James tells us in James chapter one, that when you go through these trials and tribulations, it refines your character. It makes you a, a new person where you're complete, not lacking anything. And and so I would I would say to people, I'm like, yeah, man, we're really going through it right now. But listen, I'm going to get a new like Abby's going to be a whole new person by the time this happens. I'm going to mm-hmm. I'm going to have almost a new wife as this thing goes, which, again, please hear me out. That is the most <laughs> pathetic thing that anybody can ever say now that I'm on this side. OK, because <laughs> she's but, pretty great. Like, <laughs> yeah, she is. She is okay. She she yeah. is she is very great. But yeah. um, God said something to me. Brittany. He, he, he said to me right when I right when I was processing with him. He goes, Jeremy, don't think for a second that Abby's not going to get a new husband out of this deal. Meaning that I was going through the fire just as much yeah. with her. Yeah. And what I will tell you that's helped me be a better pastor in this is you know for men to to be in a relationship with your wife when they are going through these moments when you go through. You you have to die to yourself. Mm. You have to die to your expectations, and you got to lay down your wa- life for your wife. And and there were so many times that I could tell you that I did that, and there were so many times where God was still processing through the the selfish ways that we naturally have as 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 humans. But being on this side of it, it's allowed me to be somebody that can live through that to help people and shepherd them, you know, in those moments of trials and faith. Yeah. It's not easy to do to shepherd people through those, but there is, it's almost like now that you've been through something very hard and had to really lean on your faith and your depth of relationship with Christ, it's easier somehow than to talk through to people through their crisis of faith. Um, And I think, you know, to your point with Abby and, and that constant wondering or or blaming um obviously that's very natural like that's common i think that's how most of us would respond and there is an element of kind of like scare like there's fear right because um you want everything with any pregnancy right you want everything to work out perfectly and be like i always tell people i hope you have a really boring pregnancy and a really boring labor and like I had a friend get offended once and I was like, no, that is like, you want that, right? You don't want any surprises or anything, you know, exciting to happen really. And so um, I think that's natural, especially as women. And then to like, I've never experienced that, but I know that my sister has where she had a miscarriage and then was very fearful with her next pregnancy. And, and I, I want to almost say that in the sense of like, don't lean into that fear, right? Have, have faith and trust that God um, is going to bring this baby full term and, and everything to through to fruition. And at the same time, there's no shame and there's no like self-condemnation in, in being genuinely like nervous once you've yeah. you know, experienced something like that. And so, yeah. um, and, and I just, I love that you two are so open with this story too, because I think there is an element, especially, you know, as somebody who is a pastor or, you know, has a a ministry where you're kind of on the front lines and, and to this point, you've just been showing up in faith and, you know, life is good. And, you know, you don't really, of course we all go through our troubles, but as an outsider looking in, they may say, oh, you know, Jeremy and Abby just have it so good. And God's really blessing them because they're 
like we talked about before, being faithful or being obedient. And yet to have a moment like that, that just rocks your world and, and still be open enough for, to allow people to see that, um, I think is huge too, because there is this perception that, you know, this isn't going to happen to the pastor, or if it does, he's going to be so full of faith and he's going to be so like, you know, almost this like put you on this pedestal of having this unrealistic expectation about how you should respond in a moment like that. And so I loved the transparency that you guys um, gave. And I'm sure that was really, really challenging. But at the same time, it let, you know, those of us that were sort of looking in um, see one, that you did have a very strong faith in Christ and that you were blessed with a great community, but also that wrestling um, that is allowed to happen um, when we face these crazy circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more with, you know, with what you're saying, Brittany. Um, and, you know, if I could, if I could just say, you know, one thing about, you know, with faith is that we, we had tasted and seen the goodness of God. And just because, you know, we go through, you know, these very hard, difficult moments, it doesn't mean that God's goodness changes. Our circumstances have have changed, but his goodness hasn't, you know, it's, we're going to be, I mean, Brittany, we're, we're in our late thirties now, uh, early forties now, you know, our, our, like speaking, half of our life is gone, you know, already, you know, statistically speaking with age and, and it's gone by like, and we were just talking about, it's gone by like that, right? Yes. Eternity is what matters. Mm. Eternity is our inheritance. Eternity with him is what really just, just, just brings it all into perspective because it's easy to, 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 to live, you know, week to week, day to day. Cause when you go through these moments is every hour you're, you're pressing in and then it, but then it turns into every week, week to week, and then it's month to month, then it's year to year. And it gets, it gets better as, as time goes on. But, but only if, you're pressing into the one who can really heal your heart. Yes. And and that's what his character is. Eternity is what matters. Yeah. And I love that Israel said the most true thing, which is, you know where he is, right? Yeah. You know where Samuel is. You know, you're going to see him there in eternity. And that's, that is a hope. There's a hope um, even just in that, that is, can give you peace in those moments. So love that. The, like you said, out of the mouth of babes, right? That wisdom. Yeah. I love it. Jeremy, thank you so much for sharing your story and your book with us today. I really appreciate it. Um, Would you please tell my audience, one, where they can get the book, and then two, where they could maybe follow you on social media if they'd like to keep up with you and your family and the sweet story and baby Gabe. (laughs) Yeah, Gabe the babe, Gabe the babe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so uh, to, it's, my book is on Amazon, uh, paperback, Kindle. Um, I, I don't have Audible uh, just yet, so we're that's a project that's down the road. Uh, so uh, you can find that on Amazon, uh, The Faith That Can Move Mountains uh, by Jeremy and then Shirley. Now, my last name, you know, isn't like Shirley, like Shirley Temple uh, or Laverne and Shirley. It's spelled, uh, it's got a little German, a little German in it, S-C-H-I-R-L-E. Uh, you can find that on Amazon. I'm sure there'll probably be a link, um, a link somewhere. 
that you'll you'll be able to you'll be able to click on. And then on on social media, you can follow me on Instagram at jr shirley. Uh, love to love to have you be part of our our life and and our community. And you can also message me if you have any questions. You know, if you need to go deeper or you have certain questions or maybe what you're going through, we'd love to love to be able to help you if we can. That's awesome. And if you're in the Orlando area and you're looking for a home church, I would be remiss yes. not to tell you to please check out Discovery Church. My family and I have been a part of the Discovery family for 15 years now, which is crazy to say, but is so awesome. And uh, Jeremy has the honor of pastoring over, like I said, at our Alafaya campus, which is near UCF. So if you've got students that attend UCF and they're looking for a church home, we do some awesome uh, young adult ministry out that way. But we also have a really great uh, just family atmosphere. And I heard congratulations are in order because uh, you're, maybe your next new baby is a new campus for you guys, <laughs> right? I'm like, where are you going with this? Like, did you talk to Abby? Like, something no, else? are you? Like, <laughs> are you? No, no, yes. okay. no, 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 no. Uh, like, I'm sure as you know, three is the game changer, okay? So God yeah. bless you parents that have three plus, all right? <laughs> um, uh, but no, yes, we we just uh, acquired the building here at uh, Alafaya. We have, it's a shopping center that we're in. Um, and so um, we, we will be uh, building it out over the next uh, two years. But yeah, we, we'd love to have you. Uh, we'd love for you to be part of community. You know, one of the things that's mentioned in the book is what or how faith is built through your community. Uh, and Brittany, I think you can attest like your faith has grown so much, not only through the teaching of God's word, but also the community that you're in uh, at Discovery Church. And so community is a big deal. And so don't uh, we'd, we'd love to have you if you're looking for a church in this side of town. Yes, we absolutely would. All right, Jeremy, thank you again for your time. I really appreciate it. You guys go check out his book. It's on Amazon, but I'll link everything in the show notes. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. I will make your name famous from now on, so people will praise you forever and ever. Psalm 45, 17. If you liked today's episode and want more info, check out lifejesusstyle.com and hashtag lifejesusstyle on social media.